Hi, welcome to AmateurLogic.tv episode 39. I'm George, and we've got a great show for you today. Last month I visited the National Association of Broadcasters Convention in Las Vegas, and I had my good friend Randy Hall, K7AGE, join me for hosting this special show. You all recognize this guy right here. Hi, Hi Randy. Hi, George. Good to see you yeah, again. Yeah, it's good seeing you again. Uh, we first met where? At the Twit studio open house in august yeah you came out for that i came down from grass valley and we sat down in the uh in the living room set i think and yeah shot a few minutes and sure was and i think i had my tripod crooked (laughs) the whole thing well you probably haven't checked this one too closely no we haven't (laughs) but we did check the audio so we don't have buzz right yeah (laughs) you you could have just listened to 10 minutes of buzz here (laughs) we hadn't done that um yeah, that that was a big time out there. A, yeah, a great meetup, and and we had known each other through the internet, right? For for quite some time, the first time we met, and when we knew we were coming out here this year, we we naturally contacted each other first and said, "Let's do some video." Yeah, so we've been uh, passing for the last couple of days, and uh, we just. George has helped me shoot some stuff in the Miranda booth where I work, so you'll see that soon. Yeah, and that tell them where that's going to be? That'll be on my YouTube yeah. uh, stuff. A lot of people have asked, what do I do during the day? So we took a tour of the booth here. I'm not working the show. I'm actually here on vacation, but um, <laughs> I did go into work a little bit today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if they see you, they're going to pull you in for a little, huh? So it was good. Yeah. Well, we, we've had a... You know, a big time and looking forward to a larger time tonight. Oh, yes. This is a, a big thing. I don't know how many people. I know it's well over a 1,000, if not yeah. two. I, I I don't know. That Bob yeah. would know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would know. And they've got a lot of door prizes they're going to give away this year. And I feel lucky. Yeah, me too. I hope I'm eligible. <laughs> I think the only thing I've ever won here is one of those little MFJ clocks that you've gotten from MFJ for oh, prizes really? for yeah. your things, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I could have gave you one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I don't win anything tonight, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I won a Kenwood pin one year. Wow. That, that's all. <laughs> well, I heard last year they had a $5,000 tower they gave away. Really? Now, that's what I need. Yeah. And that probably includes shipping, the important part. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. putting a luggage tag on it and taking it over to Southwest here is probably it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you out here? Just just for this event, or are you visiting the show? Uh, just for this event. I uh, got Visalia tomorrow, so flew down here instead of into Fresno and driving over tomorrow. Oh, great. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here, and you've got some mighty nice prizes over here that you'll be giving away tonight. Yeah, it surprised me. There's quite a few of the ICOM radios here that the organizers are giving away, and then we've got a few for the broadcast side. Okay, great. Yeah, I saw a nice communications receiver there. We're going to give that away on uh, on the Twit live stream tonight. Yes, we'll be giving one of those away, and there's a couple more as well uh, for the event itself. Okay, great. Well, it's good to see you here, and I know we'll be spending some time together uh, next month. Uh, yeah, next month at Dayton, and then later on in the summer as well. Yeah, you'll be uh, down in my neck of the woods for a while. Yeah, I'll see what we can do. Maybe learn something there from Tommy and the guys on how to use the propane torch. Exactly, yeah. Jim needs a little more instruction in that. He's a little haphazard with it at times. So um, maybe maybe you can point him in the right direction. Oh, yeah, definitely. I ran into two more guys here that uh, will be actually, I guess, the master of ceremonies on the Twit live stream tonight. 
Hi. Yeah, it's Kirk Harnack. Hi. How you doing, George? Uh, Kirk's the uh, host of This Week in Radio Tech. Yep. We do that show every uh, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And, and we have a lot of ham, uh, amateur ham operators on uh, This Week in Radio Tech because so many of them are amateurs and radio engineers. So yeah, it, goes it goes hand in hand. And we've also got Scott Wilkerson, who's the host of Home Theater Geeks. Scott is not a ham, but he managed to slip through security anyway. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, a lot of people are encouraging me to to get my ham license and start doing that. And I intend to at one point, but uh, just haven't found the time quite yet. I, I enjoy your show. I'm a, um, a long-time audiophile myself and really like tinkering with the stuff. Uh, some of the items you cover on there are quite exotic and beyond my budget, but, <laughs> but boy, it's always interesting stuff. Both of you guys, I, I learn a lot. Uh, audio is one of my favorite things. And um, Well, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's true that uh, a lot of ham... Radio geeks are also audio geeks, you know. I mean, they and audiophiles definitely like to tinker with stuff, as hams do as well. So I think that there is a natural correlation there. It is. And um, I'm, you know, looking around, getting my shopping list off the floor here this, uh, t- this week because, you know, some of this stuff will trickle down into the ham community eventually. And sometimes the ham community drives innovations that end up in, in more professional applications, too. Right. One thing I'm looking forward to, I just got my general license a few months ago. And before that, I was a, a, a no-code tech license, you know. And I would, I'm would i looking forward to trying different modes of operation to see what really interests me. I mean, I, I, the idea of moon bounce is actually very intriguing to me. But I don't know yeah. if I, I want to spend the money on, on the antennas it would take to do that. Uh, but some digital modes like PSK31, where you have a signal that is just barely discernible above the noise, and yet you can communicate with somebody with that. that. I've been using IRLP or Echolink for a while to talk to hams you know, in Australia, New Zealand, uh, in Europe. That's pretty exciting to have a handy talkie and talk to somebody in Australia. That's kind of neat. It really is. I, I use it on my uh, iPhone a lot. Uh, you know, you can get an Echolink app. Uh, no, it's a two-way radio, so you know that, that works out. But uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to hearing you on HF, Kirk. We're close enough that you know we, we could probably talk just about any night. You know, with where you're at. So uh, uh, good luck on getting your antenna up. Thank you. I've got an inverted V to put up. So uh, and a, and a, I got a tuner for it. And I think I'm going to get up high enough to where the the tuner won't have a difficulty with it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it when I get back to Nashville. Bob says you shouldn't use a tuner, but some of us do. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's an auto tuner, so I can spend more time worrying about talking and less time worrying about. Well, you don't like adjusting the old T networks. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I was actually torn. I called my my friend, another ham, uh, Chris Tarr, one of the co-hosts on my show. And I said, Chris, I'm torn. Should I buy a manual tuner because I kind of love the idea of you know tuning things in manually, or should I get an auto tuner? He says, Kirk, get an auto tuner. You you know what the manual stuff is. You've done AM towers before. Get the auto tuner and and concentrate on talking or listening. Yeah, I, I have one of each, and yeah. so. People are going to want to go download this special that we're taping tonight. Uh, what will that be, Scott? Um, well, all they have to do is go to twit.tv, that's T-W-I-T dot TV, um, and in the specials section is all our coverage from NAB, where we will also have this uh, podcast, which is number 121, I'm told. Okay, great, 121. Well, boy, that's a lot of specials. Yeah, well, we, we do a lot of... You know, the the Twit Broadcast Network 
does a lot of programming. Uh, we have some 30 podcasts per week. And, um, and then there's when we go to CES or we go to NAB or uh, any show like that, then there's a lot of coverage there. So, uh, so this particular party will be number 121, so look for that. Great. Thanks, guys. Boy, have you ever seen so much ham in one room? Oh, we need some eggs. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Dayton right around the corner, it's time to get ready. I've got my shopping list prepared, and uh, I'm ready to go, man. George and I are both going this year. This will be my second time to go, and I believe this is George's first. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. When we get there, I'm going to post a frequency to the website, Facebook, and to Twitter. And we're going to have handy talkies there. And uh, some of you can give us a shout. It would be nice to meet some of you face-to-face. I'm going to be working the VE session at 2.30 on Friday afternoon. And George is working one uh, 9.30 Saturday. So if any of you are taking the test, good chance we'll see you there. Be sure and say hi. So just give us a shout, and uh, I hope to see you then. You were on twerk this morning, weren't you? I twerk with uh, Kurt, yeah. This week in Radio Tech? This week in Radio Tech, even though I do nothing about radio, but a lot of radio, professional radio people broadcast are hams, so... I couldn't hear what was before me because you can't hear the audio over there until you get on the set and get the headphones on. That's right. And so then they're blasting, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were really loud. So uh, we talked about uh, you know, my YouTube stuff and kind of technology mm-hmm. and networking a little bit and port forwarding and yeah. all sorts of things. So it was just an interesting, nothing planned, just ad-lib talk. So. Yeah, and I was on there uh, a little while this morning, too, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Y'all go download that. I'm not sure what the uh, URL is, but uh, it's at twit.tv, and, and you'll find yeah. This Week in Radio Tech with Kirk Harnack, uh, a good friend I've known for a number of years, and uh, a real nice guy, always an interesting show. Uh, you may not work in broadcasting, but I guarantee you, you'll see some stuff on there that yeah. that would interest it's you. Just- radio technology and maybe it's not ham radio but it's still broadcasting and kind of what their challenges are and and such and the things they're talking about today will maybe be the things that are passed down into the ham radio community (laughs) here one day all the leftover transmitters from the am stuff oh yeah i'd like digital i'd love to have a nice solid state kilowatt am yeah Although it probably doesn't sound the same as well some some people 33s like um was the fellow that had the amps there a couple uh, weeks audio ago? Audio Power Labs. Audio yeah. Power Labs. Amazing. Now, that was that was a setup. Now, he's going to be at Dayton this year, I wow. believe. okay. So I'm, I'll get a chance to visit with him a little again yeah. and, uh, and maybe hear it for myself. Well, I wonder what speakers, you know. I don't know. You, you just know? don't go down to Radio Shack and hook speakers into his amps. That's, no. No, it's not going to do it justice. No. Uh, yeah, I'd, probably your amp costs more than... Any speakers you could find to go with it, just about. What, you hear what the price is on those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have to ask. Yeah. It's part of a house. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or a whole house. Or a whole house yeah. in some areas. <laughs> uh, I did a little interview earlier with uh, some guys over at the ARRL booth. I'm talking with Jim Bolin, W7UXB. Good to meet you, Jim. Uh, nice to meet you, George. You are, I see, the booth manager here for the ARRL booth? Yes, sir. I represent uh, ARRL for NAB. 
and uh, I've been doing it about four or five years now. I took over for a gentleman called Stan Perkins, um, and he, you know, he asked for somebody to take it over, so I'm retired, nothing else to do, so I did it for him. Well, that's great. We really enjoy uh, stopping by the booth every year and signing the list there and getting our name on. Yeah. Um, I've been, I really enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun talking to all the hams and all the technical people. You get to learn a lot real quick and get to know people, which is a lot of fun. So now the, um, this booth is actually, uh, run by the local clubs, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, we, I represent, uh, LVRAC, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Amateur Radio Club, and uh, Las Vegas Repeater Association. But we have FARS represented, which is Frontier Amateur Radio, and let's see, Nellis Amateur Radio Club from Nellis Air Force Base. So all, all y'all work together to put this on every year, and we, we really appreciate it. And you got a little support from uh, the ARRL National as well, don't you? Yes, I get all my literature, my books, uh, my magazines that I hand out. Uh, this year I've gotten pens, ballpoint pens, and pins, as you see here, uh, to hand out to the hams that come through, and they really appreciate it. So how many hams do you think will uh, come by and sign the logbook this year? Well, there's about 25 uh, lines per sheet, and I'm up to either seven or eight sheets. Okay, pretty good crowd then. That's typical every year you get about uh, about this many visitors? Yeah, we get either about ten sheets or uh, two years ago I got about eight sheets. But we get a real good turnout. Uh, a lot of great people coming through. So do you, you see a lot of uh, hams that are uh, maybe in some of the uh, major networks or big broadcast groups stop by and visit with you? We get a lot of big network, big network people, a lot of technical, a lot of engineers uh, from radio and TV. What are your favorite amateur radio activities? What what modes do you work, or, or what do you you know really like the best? Uh, two meter, four forty. I work a lot. Uh, HF. I've been working, uh, just building stuff, helping you know helping other hams. Ironman triathlon. We help with uh, race for the cure. Susan B. Coleman. Uh, the Lunda Heiko race, open road race, we our volunteers help with. So there's a lot of activities in the area that we really help with. Uh, and they, they won't wouldn't run without us. Yeah, so um, how many repeaters are, are there in the Las Vegas area here? Wow. That is a lot of repeaters. We have a six meter. We have two meter. 20, uh, 220 meter, 440, open, uh, let's see, open 900s, D-Star, uh, one, uh, 1200 meter, packet, ATV, and then we have a list of all the repeater clubs in the area. Wow, so uh, no problem finding a repeater here. <laughs> I, I didn't bring my HT with me this year. 
But uh, I see if I had, there would have been plenty to do with it. And and you've got several D-Star repeaters here, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Las, Las Vegas Repeater Association is just relocating uh, their D-Star repeater to Anthem area, which is south of town, at about uh, 3,500 feet. So that'll be on the air soon, and it's an open repeater. And so... Is there much ATV activity here, amateur television? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Uh, it's not not very many people talk very much about it, but there is a lot of ATV, amateur television uh, traffic here. I guess with all these uh, tall buildings and mountains around, you've got plenty of good locations for, for the different repeaters. Great locations. Uh, we have a repeat, uh, Las Vegas Amateur Radio Club has a repeater on top of the Hilton, and you can hit it about 30, 40 miles out of town. Coming into town, you can hit the Hilton repeater. Or, or Las Vegas Hotel, excuse me. Uh, yeah, the, they renamed it, but you can still see the H up there if you look real hard. Yes, yes, you can. You can. Uh, it's a good repeater. We also, uh, Las Vegas Amateur Radio Club, also has one on top of the Tropicana Hotel. So um, is Art Bell ever uh, showing up at any of these meetings, or do you ever talk to him on the air? No, I haven't. Uh, a lot of the other hams have. Uh, he's located in Prump, which is about 65 miles northwest of us. Yeah, on field day, it, it must get mighty hot here. I'm from Mississippi, and it's it's pretty tough working field day there, but I bet it's it's very hot here. Uh, we have at least two or three field days here in the Valley. Uh, one is put on by uh, LVRAC, Las Vegas Amateur Radio Club, and the other one is put on by FARS, Frontier Amateur Radio and FARS is usually up in Mount Charleston at about 2,700 feet, which is cooler. And then the other one is held on the west side of town at about uh, 2,200 feet. So it, it's not as hot as down here in the valley, but, uh, yeah, it can get warm. Yeah, I bet that helps out a lot, getting at that altitude and, and getting your antennas up, too. You probably don't have any trouble there getting the signal out. No, we don't. No, we don't. Uh, I was talking to one of the president of FARS, John Bigley, and uh, he said that once they get the antennas up in the up in Mount Charleston, they get very good propagation. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I wish we had some mountains where I'm from, but unfortunately, we've got a few hills, but that's about it. Well, Jim, I really appreciate you talking with us. I really appreciate uh, what you do here with the ARRL and providing this booth for the broadcasters because there's so many of us that are hams, and, and seeing our organization represented here means a lot. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just enjoy doing it. I enjoy talking. Don't you need to get up? Don't you need to get ready for the Amateur Logic Nets? Are you getting ready for the Amateur Logic Net?
It's time for the Amateur Logic Net. George met with somebody today who we normally don't see. Right. Well, we had seen him a little bit. A little bit, bit but he's usually... He's in the background. He's in the background he's helping behind. out Gordo. Yeah. Some of you may know this guy right here. We, we've seen him around before. Say hello, Julian. Hey, George. How are you doing? It's good to see you. Finally meet. This is the first Finally time we've ever met. You know, I feel like I've known you for a long time. We've, we've chatted a few times on Skype and uh, for the show, but first time in person. So uh, he's my hero. He's absolutely my hero. <laughs> no, th- this guy's great. You know, and, and I was just thinking today how we had never actually met, but when we met out here, I felt like I already knew you. And I, I guess there's a lot of people out there that that feel that way about both of us because I, I've got to noticing when I meet all these people I've been watching on the shows, I feel like I know yeah. them already. Yeah, they really are who they seem to be on the show. That's a nice thing. There's no pretense. Nobody's putting on airs or anything like that. It's like George is George. On the show here, he's just this cool guy. And I, I really like you, George. You're, I say, I'm your number one fan. I don't care oh. what anybody else says out there. I'm your number one fan. No matter what Gordo says. No ma- well, actually, Gordo actually has really good things to say. We need to get you more on the show. That's what we say all the time. More FaceTime. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, you, you've got an unusual accent. Where are you from? New Jersey? Yeah, actually, East Coast, real far East Coast, way, way past East Coast. Yeah, I'm actually from London, England. I came over here uh, 1989, actually 20 days after the bombing of Pan Am 101 over Lockerbie, wow. Scotland. That was the safest flight ever. Yeah, so it was, it was a good time. But uh, I came over here uh, to study some Japanese martial arts, and I've stayed here all the time. Were you a ham uh, when you were back over in the UK, or did you just get licensed here? No, I got licensed in 1990, so about a year after I came over here. Uh, always interested in radio of one kind or another. I, like many hams uh, still today, get started in CB. And uh, CB was actually illegal in England, and uh, they authorized it on the FM bands um, just below, I think it was just below the uh, uh, regular FM radio bands. It was all all kind of weird messed up and they changed frequencies and it was a nightmare but i got interested in uh, uh in cb radio and never could do the uh the code yeah. and so that held me back from amateur radio until i got here and then i kind of met this guy some people out there may know him uh, i think his name's gordon something or other gordon something or another gordon that's right or other. yeah mr west they call him i call him sir um but we got into uh, into a friendship. We, uh, we met uh, actually at a uh, ham radio convention in San Diego, and uh, yeah, we just got along famously. So now we spend all of, a lot of time together, and we go on projects and do all kinds of fun stuff, including, of course, Ham Nation, yeah. which, so, which is almost but not quite as good as amateur TV. Amateur, amateur Logic. Logic TV, excuse me. I, see, I knew I was going to screw that up, but Amateur Logic TV, got to watch it. Oh, they're they're both great shows. I enjoy it. I'm so you know honored that uh, Bob and Gordon would have me on to do these little projects and crazy things that I do. So uh, I always see you at at Gordon's place. Do, do you like live there? Yeah, yeah they, I found out last night. They call me the sidekick. So okay, um, I have no problem with that. 
Uh, I actually used to live probably maybe half a mile from Gordo's place. I've, about uh, six or seven years ago, I moved a little further south, um, so I don't see him as often as I, as I used to. But since I work in the same city where he lives, I'm pretty much there every day. So, yeah, I kind of live there. Gordon and Susie, uh, his wife, have, have become my, uh, my surrogate parents, and they're actually coming to my wedding in May. So. Well, well, I'm sorry for both of them. <laughs> no, uh, congratulations, Hannah, standing over here behind the camera. You want to come say hello, Hannah? Uh-oh, look at this. Oh, here she here comes. comes. Pat, I should introduce Hannah. She is uh, uh, she's my fiancé. Hello. I'm a just recently licensed ham radio operator, N6HLF. Which is kind of nice. Yes, because um, Gordon's wife's. Uh, call sign is N6GLF, Gordo's lady friend. So if anyone wants to give us a shout-out on the air, we'll probably be listening. Actually, uh, I kind of threw Hannah under the bus uh, uh, when she, the day she got her vanity call sign because she didn't go on the air at all with the, the call sign that was sequentially given to her. So I got her on the wind system and kind of threw her under the bus and said, hey, this is Hannah's first ever contact. Anybody who wants to talk to her. Suddenly a huge pileup came up there and she had to pick stations out. It was like she was DX competition. It was, it was wonderful. She did a really good job. So very proud of her. So Sink or swim, huh? Sink, sink or swim. She, she swam. So that was pretty good. Well, great. Hannah, we're, we're glad to, to finally get you and actually hear your voice on video. I, I know we've seen you before, but I can't remember if you've actually spoke on Ham Nation or not. Um, probably not. I'm kind of like Julian. We sort of tend to stay behind the camera and behind the microphone. and Yeah. But um, i got to say, it's really nice to meet you. Yeah. We really admire what you do on the show. Well, thank you. <laughs> and um, Julian, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm actually a police officer oh. in the city of Costa Mesa. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's an interesting job. Uh, I would much rather be behind a camera somewhere like NAB or Ham Nation doing stuff for them being in front of the camera. But it doesn't pay very well. It pays zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is a lot of fun. I can say you meet some really, really nice people and you get to learn things. Uh, we did a show uh, yesterday, Ham Nation, and uh, one of the guests there was saying how he was really scared of getting on the air. And he, he broadcasts for a living. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing. Um, and uh, what my advice to anybody who's scared of getting on the air is talk about what you know, because it, it evolves into stuff. You, you know, the other person you're talking to may not have a clue what you're saying, but they will find that one interesting fact and they'll start telling you stuff about themselves. And before you know it, you know, you've got a lifetime friendship going on. So uh, just get on the air. Just talk. doesn't matter what you speak about. Just, just speak. Yeah, you know, it's it's great. You meet all kinds of people that you'd normally never meet. You know, I've got friends all over the U.S. and in foreign countries, you know, yeah. because of ham radio. And it's uh, it's a big community. It, it's always been that way. You, you really never know who you're going to meet. Uh, Godo has a tape that he plays in some of his classes where he's just talking to this guy who has a strange accent maybe. And, uh, you know, he calls him his friend and so on turns out that it was King Hussein of Jordan, wow. JY1, speaking to him on HF and calling him his friend. Gordo is just like, well, I'm a friend of a king. So uh, there you go. Yeah, you just never know. You truly never yeah. know. Well, what time is it, Julian? I wish I had a watch that would actually tell good time. Uh, anybody have the time? 
Anybody have time? We're at uh, we're actually we're at Master Clock, right? This is Master Clock. They have all kinds of clocks for uh, shooting video. The countdown timers, count up timers. They're master clocks. They're everything. They have this huge, amazing display, and uh, like many things at NAB, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I want all of them. Yeah. Boy, doesn't that look great? It does. It's a really re- a wedding, wedding, wedding present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can I, get away with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I saw some stuff over there. You, you, you got the picture of that one kilowatt uh, uh, it's 100 dummy. 100, yeah. 170 kilowatt. 170 kilowatt dummy load. Oh, my God. Did you manage to get your HT hooked into it? Yeah. Uh, the coax was a little big, but I was able to stuff it in there on my ID31A. But uh, I think it works. I think uh, it worked. Did the needle move on the watt meter when you did that? Not, not a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. Well, Julian, what's what's up for the future? Uh, have you got anything special planned that you're going to be putting on Ham Nation soon? Uh, well, we do have a wedding coming along, so kind of things are planning for that. Uh, my understanding is that there will be cameras there, not necessarily from Ham Nation, but uh, I think we might be able to cut a four or five second clip out of that and uh, include it some, some kind of subliminal message for the guys who are scared of getting married to their other half. So we might put that on. Um, we've got some, what's that? It's called better half. I stand corrected again. Um, yeah, we're, we're looking at some other stuff, you know, actually using radios. Um, we want to do more visits to people's ham shacks. I know uh, Randy, K7AGE, uh, he does a great series of that. If you have the opportunity to go on to YouTube, just look him up under his call sign. He's got tons of, uh, of really interesting videos up there. So we want to get involved with more people from around the world, not just the U.S., and uh, have them send videos in, or if they come visit us, we'll, you know, we'll do stuff like this. Because we really want to really want to get the whole community thing going along with Ham Radio because it's a great community to be with. Well, it is, and so many nice people. And like you mentioned earlier, you're always going to learn something. And, you know, occasionally somebody will learn something from me, uh, uh, believe it or not. But, you know, I just enjoy it. It's, uh, I've always been involved in radio. And when you get with other hams, you know, when I worked in broadcasting, yeah, there were a few broadcast engineers around that I could talk shop with, but nothing like the amateur radio community. Yeah. There's just hundreds or thousands of people that you've got something in common with. Yeah, it, it truly is great because there's so many different facets to amateur radio. Uh, I mean, I love the digital modes. I, it's, it's just something strange. I mean, Hannah gets really frustrated when I'm screaming at the top of my voice why something isn't working, and then she doesn't see me for three days because I got it to work, and and it's so cool and so there's digital modes there's tv i mean just you name it you can do it on ham radio you can send rockets into space you can send balloons into the you know just before they break out into space you can there's so much and everybody who does all these different things can tell you how to do it and maybe that's one more thing that you'll get interested in you know i hate to say it but i actually bought a helicopter here at the show uh, one of those with the camera yeah one of those with the camera wow that yeah. that was nice it was nice. Um, it may be the shortest-lived helicopter. <laughs> uh, you can actually program it so it only flies about an inch off the ground. That in ham speak, that, that that's an inch, safe. right? That yeah. sounds safe. Yeah. So uh, look for some Ham Nation high shots of maybe antennas coming in the next I don't know year because it'll probably take me that long to learn how to fly it. But yeah, another thing you can do for ham radio. It's great. Love it. So, Hannah, are you going to let Julian have a ham shack after you get married? We're sort of making 
<laughs> we're sort of making plans for it. I don't think I really have too much say on the matter, but you know, if I get it's a give and take sort of thing. So, you know, I give him space and he gives me jewelry and we're good. Well, that's kind of the way my wife likes it. <laughs> Can we back up on that a little bit? Jewelry? <laughs> Can you pluralize jewelry? Yeah. No, we're we're good. he he does what he wants and, you know, I'm smart enough to let him have have his fun. I'm not going to get in the way. And, you know, he's been trying to pull me more into the world of ham radio, and I went ahead and got my license. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe as of right now, I'm not 100% uh, gung-ho fan of it, but I'm, I'm a little bit on the shy side. So um, I think at some point, though, I'll be looking forward to getting to meet new people over the air and finding things, finding common ground. And uh, I think, you know, looking forward to that. Great. You know, when a, when a lady keys up on the air, she has no problems getting contacts. Like. So I've been told, right, the YL station, please. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. Well, Julian. George, absolute pleasure. Yeah. It's been real fun seeing you. It has. Hannah, it's good to finally meet you, yes, too. Yes, it's been nice to meet you, too. Who else was here? Uh, of course, we saw Leo. Yeah. We saw Kirk. We saw Julian. Hannah. Bob. Yeah. Bob. Um, uh, Lynn, our, our producer, was here, as yeah. well as uh, Alex, who does all the technical work. And um, the fellow with the red hair? Yeah, Chad. Chad, yeah. Yeah, Chad. He, you could see him from across the hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you shoot him with you know, ultraviolet light, does it glow in the dark, I wonder? I think it just disappears. Disappears. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Stranger yet. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, a big uh, a meetup over there, and uh, we really appreciate Leo and uh, all the hosts on the shows that we miss you, here. Leo. Yes, I mean, excuse me, I was thinking Gordon. We miss you, Gordon. We wish Gordon, Gordon was here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we we sure do. Well, we had our token uh, Gordo here, and that's right. Julian. Julian, so. yeah. Randy, what have you seen out here this year that impressed you? Um, there's quite a bit going on with 4K. So this is a video format that's a much higher resolution, really not for television, but for film use. So it's a much higher resolution, have a, you know, more pixels in line, more color depth. So it uh, lends itself to taking and doing mastering for film or a very high-end mastering then that then can be re-released in uh, multiple formats for different you know, TV releases and such. So yeah. people always want to produce in the highest resolution that, that they can afford. JVC has a 4K camcorder for $5,000 with the lens, I think. Wow. So you're going to start shooting your YouTube videos in 4K? No. <laughs> I don't have enough disk space. <laughs> you know, I don't have enough bandwidth to watch it either. So. Right. I have nothing to watch it on, although there's yeah. 4K displays. But mainly it's for um, there's a lot of 4K projector type stuff here, too. Yeah. And actually, there's a Sony camera that can actually record in 8K, but they don't have the playback system yet. Wow. So in a couple of years, yeah. they'll be able to use the, uh, the footage that they've uh, you know, recorded. I remember when CDs came out, I was um, living in Fort Myers, Florida, working mm-hmm. for a TV station. We had a Society of Broadcast Engineers meeting, and these guys from Sony were there, and they had this little round, shiny disc. And they said, this this will hold 
90 minutes of audio. We're not sure exactly if we're going to put two or three albums on there or, or how we're going to distribute it yet. And then about five years later, here's CDs. The story I heard is that there's a symphony piece that is 82 minutes long. And the CEO of Sony says that's going to fit on the disc. Wow. And that's what set the size. That, that probably determined our... Uh, our bit rate, our sampling rate, and everything the size of right the disc. there. Yep. yep. It's, well, it's what he wanted to listen to at home. So, well, while I was walking around here, I saw, uh, well, a lot of neat television stuff. Uh, there's a little new radio stuff here, but in TV, man, LEDs are taking over, aren't they? Oh, the LED lights are great. Yeah. I mean, they're they're small. They don't consume a lot of power which is a big thing now in studios they got to cut that power bill down any way possible they don't generate a lot of heat so you get a double savings yeah, you, you know, don't it's not draw a lot out of the wall you're not having the ac run as much mm-hmm. you can run them on batteries and they're all sizes and shapes and price ranges <laughs> yeah and i guess the you know advanced camera technologies have helped some too is they don't mm-hmm. require quite as much yeah. light as we used to i've seen several guys with their you know professional camcorder with the little led yeah, assembly on the top, and it has a knob on the back, and they can run it up and down so they can make it match the rest. So yeah, they work great. Yeah, there were um, a lot of new uh, dollies and sliders and jibs. and Jibs, the big cranes. Yes. You know, almost every TV show now has to have these sweeping camera shots just over and over again. So these are great big long booms that are guide. They can be a few feet out to 40 or 50 feet long. Some of them get really large yeah. Yeah. lots of neat stuff technology has really advanced the the art of broadcasting and a lot of things here to enable people like us yes to some things you know, uh, you know the whole um, you know the whole twit system is based around the tricaster that's the core video production unit here and that's uh, an amazing little device i mean it does everything yeah it's not you know the quality that that you'd see at a tv station normally for on the air but but for podcasters and right. um, field work and stuff, the price is not bad either. Yeah. And it, it does a lot. Yeah, I don't see how they can cram that much in there. I think it's, a lot of it now is just straight software. Really? The processors and the computer can take and manipulate HD video in real time. So, so how many processors do you think are in there? It could be a couple. You know, yeah, I guess. A couple of i7s. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. And uh, so there's one in the Twit booth. There were two on the outside wall in the lobby for the NAB broadcasting. Had two over there. Intel had a big display, and they used a big TriCaster in there for their production. There was a dealer with one on a shelf on the side. I spent some time with him going through that. And we watched the uh, uh, meeting yesterday, Broadcast Minds. Broadcast Minds, yeah. That was uh, sponsored by uh, New Tech. Yeah. And it was interesting there because a lot of these broadcasters, you know, are they're really fighting to keep keep your eyeballs on that screen. And one yeah. of the things that they're doing to do that is more live shows. Yeah. So the dance, the music, and all these things are live, so people don't watch it off their disc later. So it's the same type of thing as the sports. The sports are live, so people don't skip through the commercials. But the right. thing I learned last night now, they're talking about watching television as a two-screen experience. So you're watching the game or whatever. At the same time, you've got your laptop or your iPad watching the Facebook, the tweet feeds and things. So, so these broadcasters are really trying to figure out how to use this whole communication stream 
and to keep their viewers increasing. Yeah, and engage them more. Yeah, engage them more. Yeah, media is changing, and, uh, you know, I think for a long time broadcasters fought it, but now they're trying to embrace it because they can't stop it. Right. You know, so it's a brave new world. Mm-hmm. Well, Randy, we really appreciate you talking with us here. and seeing you again. And it's good to see you. And uh, Well, Well, maybe we'll have the first anniversary Twitch Studio open house. Maybe so. That would be neat. Because I think a lot's changed there since last August. I know. I see now more of the empty spaces are filled. Yeah. So there's more stuff going on there. I think they've rearranged the ham shack a little. We've got to get Leo an antenna and get him on the air. (laughs) Okay. Um, 73. All right. 73. With the NAB show coming to a close, I still had a few places I wanted to visit in Vegas. I'm here at what some might say is a famous ham station in Las Vegas. It's W7AES. Uh, That's right, it's Amateur Electronic Supply in the Vegas location. Uh, We're going to look around the store here a little bit, see what they've got, and see if we can convince one of these hams to step up to the mic. I'm George W5JDX. I'm looking for a new radio. Can you help me out? Oh, absolutely, George. I'm Luke, KK7XX, and I'd like to welcome you out to AES Las Vegas. Thanks, Luke. Show us what you have here. Sure. We have a a selection of radios from uh, the big three manufacturers. We have Yesus, Kenwoods, and Icoms. And we have mobile radios, handheld radios, desktop HF radios, we even have portable HF radios that you could take with you hiking. And then, of course, we have all the handhelds. Every one of those manufacturers, Icom, Kenwood, Yesu, makes a nice little handheld. Dual-band radios, single-band radios. We even have a couple quad-band radios that cover 6 meters, 2 meters, 220, and 440 as well, George. You know, we have so many uh, new people getting into ham radio that, that really don't know anything about it. A lot of them are uh, intimidated. They don't think they can pass a license exam, but you've got them covered here. Oh, absolutely. We have Gordon West study material. This this really simplify things. You read through this book, you'll get a basic understanding of ham radio. You'll learn all the rules and regulations. Everything here to pass the test, it's really simple. Gordon West makes it really fun. He does. Uh, I was talking uh, with some ARRL guys at a ham fest recently uh, that were also doing license prep and, and seminars and things. And he, the guy told me, he said, it's hard to match the enthusiasm of Gordo. Oh, absolutely. I don't know anybody in this industry that's more excited or more fired up than Gordon West. He really is. And, and you have some ARRL uh, material as well. I, I see you've got there uh, license study materials. And I saw a book here that, that I really need a new one of. Uh, mine's several years old now. I buy one every few years, you know. And and how many of these do you sell? We sell lots of handbooks. They're popular. We have hardback covers, softback covers, and uh, it's amazing how many people that aren't ham radio operators buy these. We have engineers that come in that buy this book just because the information in it is so good, so valid, and so useful. It is. You don't have to be a ham to appreciate this one. I was buying them long before I was a ham, and I've still got my first copy. It's yellow. And I have to be careful with it when I turn the page. But, but you know, there's just a wealth of material. Absolutely. I've got an old one myself. I have it in my office, and I refer to it all the time. Uh, anything from somebody that does not know how to put on a PL259 connector, well, this book has that material, and it makes it real easy to do. How to use reducers, antennas, anything you can think of, ham radio-related, pretty much all of it's in this book. 
This is uh, my Yesu accessory section. And we just want to let you know that uh, when you place an order with us, it's here, it's in stock, it's ready to ship. We really believe that if we don't have it, we can't sell it. So we stock everything in depth, lots of each product. Everything's here from batteries, chargers, cases, everything you can think of. Desk mics, mounting brackets, headsets, it's all here. It's ready to go. Give us a call. We'll have it for you. ICOM accessories are on the left. ICOM radios are on the right. Everything's in stock. Receivers, transceivers, D-Star radios, they're all here. All the associated products and accessories that you can think of from filters, mounting brackets, software, remote cables, speakers, desk microphones, desk, desk speakers. Everything's here in stock, ready to go. Neatly organized, we keep it clean, we turn our stock pretty quick, so you'll get the latest and greatest material with the latest serial numbers. And uh, now we're down to the Kenwood aisle. Can we got some of the Kenwood radios that you all are familiar with. Kenwood TS-2000s, the 590s, the 480s. And uh, on this side, every accessory you can imagine for your radio. We're ready to outfit you and get you going. Well, here it is. Here's the Hyo aisle. And we've got, and we call this Audio Alley. We have the foot switches, the hand switches, every one of his microphones, headsets, all the adapter cables. They're here in stock. Little PR781. Boy, this is an incredible microphone. I have one of these on my bass radio. They work fantastic. We're in back of our warehouse now. This is where we keep our larger antennas. We also keep all our bulk cable. We've got um, Davis RF, Times Microwave, Belden, JSC cable. It's all here, all the different sizes from um, RG58, RG8X, all the way up to Belden 9913 and LMR400. This... It's really good stuff. 450 ohm ladder line. Lots of antennas that could be fed with this. This is balance line coax. Really fun to work with. And I have a neat product that makes this even easier to work with. And it's called a ladder lock. This is a ladder lock. It's sort of like a center insulator. Take it apart. The ladder line fits right into the spacers. just like this and then you'd split your two ends off and you'd make your dipole your loop or whatever type of antenna you're you're designing you snap the cover back over it again and this thing that would snap over and you have yourself a really nice strong sturdy center insulator for your ladder line again that's ladder lock gentlemen by the call sign of WA1FFL designs it we have them here they're really neat Really neat little item. A lot of people don't know about them. Back here, we also keep all our larger amplifiers. All the Ameritrons from the AL82s, the 572s, the Ameritron AL811s, and the 811Hs. They're all back here. The tuners are some of their larger tuners. The ATR20s. Again, more amplifiers back here. Some solid-state amps, the ALS600s, an ALS500. If you're a CW fan... I have Vibroplex keys in stock. We have Bencher keys and paddles, RF interference kits, all the hookup cables for them as well. These are our larger antennas. Everything from Comet, Diamond, High Gain, Gap. They're all back here. We have M-squared antennas, Cushcraft, and all the accessories you could want for your antennas as well. They're all in stock. Little hole loops. If you like to work... VHF 
mobile sideband, two meter hole loops from M squared, 432 hole loops. Not much to look at. They're in a bag. They go together. They work very well. We have the masts, the stacking kits. We're back in shipping right now. We're packing a typical order. We have a customer that bought a 2820, a remote speaker, some cable, and software. It's important to us that everything gets to you in one piece. We don't want you to receive damaged merchandise. We know it's important to you. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be shopping to us. So we make sure that when we pack your product up, we do a very, very good job. So if I called in 3 o'clock this afternoon and I, I need a new rig and I need it right now, how quick can you get it out to me? Well, we got a couple options. If you call in at 3 o'clock, it's definitely going to ship out the same day. Um, depending on where you live, it'll get there one to three days. But if you need it overnight, we have that option. We ship FedEx, UPS, and they have overnight shipments. So if you needed something in a hurry, you could have it tomorrow. Luke, I want to thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you, George. You're welcome anytime. Appreciate you coming out. I'll see you next year. We'll do it. It was fun visiting with Luke, and I was impressed with how well they were stocked. I still had a couple of more stops on my list. That's right, it's Fry's Electronics. No trip out west would be complete without this. And, of course, my final stop on my trip, In-N-Out Burger. I hope you enjoyed this visit to the NAB show, and I look forward to going again next year. Now, join Tommy and I next month when we visit the Dayton Hamvention. And don't forget the AmateurLogic.tv nets and the wiki.